Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best bud, Tony. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's up, bro? Nothing, man. So, uh, <laughs> um, all that noise that you hear in the background is uh, we're at the Modern Salon, Salon Digital Summit um, in Los Angeles, and uh, we're at the Gateway, the Sheridan Gateway at LAX. So, yep. if you hear any noise or anything, it's because we're doing this really super cool um, live event. And if they do this next year, I highly recommend that everyone kind of like shows up because it's been an incredible event. It's like it's a, it's a great networking event, right? I mean, it's if you want to get your your social media game on point, this is the place, place to, be. to be. You know, it's it's like it's all the people that are here are um are purposeful you know it's not like a regular hair salon where you're just like what, what show am i going to pick up what show am i going to pick up but um it, it's like it's really how to um expand your influence right or expand your game so i mean the people that are here are the people that you see on instagram the people that are here are the people that you want to hear from because they're killing it yeah, and what's cool is that you know this podcast we're doing right now is all about networking Right, we ran into these guys in Starbucks. That's <laughs> so true, isn't it? <laughs> right. right, and uh, you know, and you never know who you're going to run into. You never know. You know, it, you're absolutely right. So um, we actually sat down and talked to these guys at Starbucks, and and uh, I mean, frankly, we didn't even know that they were in the industry. But you know, you start talking about them, and then um, they just had so much knowledge to give that we're like, we got to record this. Yeah, and, and they've know? been in the industry a long time. You know what I mean? So they they did. They had, well, yeah, not knocking on them, but we've been in it too. They're old folks like us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But they, you know, it's not like they just started yesterday. They have so much to offer because they've been in it for a while. You know what I mean? And they've they've seen it and done it. That's absolutely right. So, um, Mr. Chris Sulame. And John, John, I forgot your last name. Palomari. Palomari. Awesome. Welcome to your day off, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Thanks, man. I think it's the greatest cup of coffee we've ever had. Yeah. (laughs) So before we get into our topic, uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah. So my name is Chris Sulame again, and uh, I'm a lifetime hairdresser, just like lots of people here. And, you know, here I am at the Digital Summit, like learning a new skill. Um, And we got chatting a little bit yesterday, you know, about uh, how much the industry has changed in the past three years as it relates to digital, you know. And so I'm a lifetime learner, you know, but through my journey, I've been a salon owner. I was a school owner um, and I went into brands. And during the past three years, I've actually been working corporate. I was the technical and academy director for Kuhn Hair Cosmetics North America. And then I got recruited at Living Proof, and I was running their education team for North America for the past couple of years. And if you, you look at what's happened to the landscape in the past three years of the industry, when I went into corporate, Instagram had just come up. And when I left corporate, you had the landscape had completely changed. Um, and so... You know, it's so interesting to be here because you talk about like us being old in the industry or being around for a while. I feel like I'm just getting a fresh set of legs this weekend. Uh, you nice. know, so I'm I'm a lifetime learner and hairdresser. 
is, is who I am. That's the mentality you got to have in our industry if you want to continue to be relevant or grow. Right. Mm-hmm. Once, you, once you start learning, you die. Yeah. You know what's right. interesting about that? I mean, I kind of have, I'm sorry, John. Yep, we'll, no we'll get to you. Um, is that Instagram really did like the old guys a favor. And here's mm-hmm. why. Because so, much of it, so many of us flame out and don't know why we flamed out. Yep. And Instagram is right in your face saying, bro, it's time. Like yep. it was, it was, it was, a, it was yep. a seismic, is that the word? Seismatic yep. shift. I yep. say blindsided. Blindsided, yeah. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And it's like, it's like you know why you're flaming out now. It's not like the, the gradual like, right. oh, I'm not relevant anymore. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, John. I didn't mean to no spill your time. And yeah. John, tell us about you. Um, like Chris, salon owner since I was 22, right? Um, did that for 25 plus years. Went to go work for a consulting company for a number of years because, like Chris, lifetime learner, got sucked into it, wanted to share what we could with other people. Um, ended up moving to Georgia because I met a girl. Isn't that what? <laughs> right? That's how we always end up uh, Met a girl, moved to Georgia, sold, sold the salon, and um, got to be a director of education for. Uh, cosmetology to school down here. I work for the Salon 124 group. And the great thing about that is we've got the school, we've got six salons, and now I'm responsible for the growth of those those six salons. And as Chris talks about, and you just alluded to, you know, the old guys, Instagram kind of, you know, gave us a new new set of legs. Mm -hmm. For us, or for me, it's how do I help 130 people with a second set of legs, right? You know, because now it's about multiplying ourselves, not just my personal growth, not just your personal growth, but how do we, we got 130 people to grow. Yeah. Exactly. And so this is really exciting yeah. because I just love this part. Yeah. It's pretty cool. 130 yeah. children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adult children. Right. You know, that, that have to, you know, pay their mortgages at the end of the month and they do it, you know, by yeah. serving clients in the salon. Absolutely. So today our segment, you know, there's so much we can get into with these guys, but we want to talk about pricing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of knowing your worth or when to raise your prices because a lot of us kind of see maybe see ourselves only at yeah. this yeah. right so how do we get out of that mind frame to break through that in order to raise our yeah. prices yeah. So that's, yeah that's what we're going to be talking about today and these guys uh, i think they can help you yeah well first uh i just want to say that i think there's an epidemic an unknown, unseen epidemic amongst hairdressers mm. and probably all people. And the epidemic that I'm talking about is fear mm. and lack of understanding what our worth is. Mm. And, you know, you've been hearing this for a long time. You've, you hear people say it, um, but there's a difference between understanding or knowing something is there and knowing what to do about it. And so yesterday in the morning, you know, when we bumped into each other at Starbucks, we started into this really deep conversation pretty quickly because price ends up being a hot button for everybody, no matter how famous or not famous you are. At some point, you're behind the chair, you're serving guests, and there's a cumulative effect of what happens when I start to see 100 clients in a month 50 clients in a month, 75 clients in a month, and they start to unload on me through little conversations what they feel comfortable or uncomfortable paying. They see they start to ask things like, how much will that cost? Um, is there an extra fee for that? And we take those subliminal messages and we start to stack those on top of one another. Mm-hmm. And over time, and this is, I mean so apparent now that I'm working in the Salon 124 group as well. So I do work with John and I'm, mm-hmm. I just came on as the creative director for that company. 
it's become so apparent to me so fast in working with our veteran stylists Mm -hmm. that they feel capped off at some point. At some point, all of us have this internal thermometer Mm -hmm. of how much we're willing to charge. And we start to make these excuses based on market that I'm in. Um, My clients won't do this. They can't afford it. And all of these are just ideas or negative beliefs or false beliefs or unhealthy thoughts, as I call them. These are (laughs) thoughts that I have that aren't serving me that that over time will cap will capture us and keep us down for it for an entire career right wow this has been going on since day one in the hair since we opened and closed shears on clients <laughs> this is going on today even though people are growing out way outside of what we ever thought famous would be for a hairdresser right. I think a lot of that has to do with our personal relationship with money, too. You know, I remember working with the vice president of sales when I was working for this consulting company. And she had asked me how much I was making. And I told her I was making X amount of dollars. And she looked at me because you're a salon owner. You should be making a whole lot more money than that. And then she asked me an interesting question. She goes, how much money did your dad make? And the funny part was I was making exactly the same amount of money that my dad had made. And yet, that was 20 years ago, right? And I had thought, oh, I must be doing great. I'm making the same amount of money that my dad made, except 20 years had gone by, (laughs) and it wasn't so good. (laughs) But, you know, getting back to those roadblocks that we set up in our head, I think I'm doing great and not even close. That's right. Dude, let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so here's what I'll say, I guess. Um, And I guess I want to tell a little bit of my backstory. So, you know, I I was working in education, running, you know, the education team for Living Proof. Uh, I was super miserable being corporate because, quite frankly, I know how easy it is to make money as a hairdresser. Um, And I wanted to share this exact message with the entire industry. Uh, And I wanted to be able to share that without, in an unedited fashion like we're doing right now. Um, And so... Uh, I wrote a book a few years ago. It's called Shop Talk. It's sitting in front of us right now on the table. And in that, it's 17 chapters about all the things that are really relevant uh, as it relates to growing behind your chair. So here we're talking about social, getting people to your chair. But something has to happen once people sit down in your chair, right? There's, There's now we're in the relationship. It's a personal relationship. I'm serving that person. That said, down the line we bump into pricing strategies, right? right? So, you know, typically we come in, there's a, you know, a, an average cost charge that people are charging in our town. We fall in line. We start to grow. We hit our ceiling. Now what? Mm-hmm. Like, when do I have a price increase? How do I have a price increase? And what, are, what do I base that on? And so if, if you're listening and you're like having questions like that, uh, there's, there's some key performance indicators. There's, there's some things you can look at every month to measure those things. And we spend a lot of time with those things right. in the salon. But I would say for a starter or somebody who's just wrapping their mind around this, there's two things you really measure. I love the background noise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're measuring basically two things. We're measuring people, like how many people sit in our seat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or what the demand of those people are. And then the second thing is we're measuring is performance, right? People and performance kind of squared or together 
will bring you to whatever your potential is for money behind the chair. Meaning once my seat is full to my maximum capacity, once I've sold all the services I can sell, from there, if I want to earn a penny more next year and not do another client or not work on more people, sorry, I'm yelling into the mic no, a bit. you're fine, you're fine. And not do more people, my only option is to take a look at a price adjustment. Right. Right? Right. Yeah, and I think you know it's interesting that the mind blocks that we come up with when yep. we get to that po- that point. I overheard a conversation in the salon a little while ago. One of our staff members, one of our senior staff members who've been doing hair for like 20 years, was coming in and talking about a client that she had, and it was a brand new client, and they were troublesome, and blah, 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 blah. And at the end, she was like, this is why I don't like to do new clients. you know. And here's the challenge. The challenge is she can't raise her pricing in her head That's because right. she'll alienate her old clients, That's the right. ones that remember her $20 ago. That's right. right? <laughs> $20 20 years ago yeah. and, and 20 years less mature. Like right. she was a different human being back then. Right. Right. And, and that she's uncomfortable new, doing new clients. I mean, in the end, how can she possibly grow? I don't want to do new clients. They make me uncomfortable. I don't want to charge the clients I have more money. That makes me uncomfortable. I'm stuck. Yeah. And I go nowhere from here. Yeah. Yeah. And so I freak out. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's the deal. So let me ask you this, yeah. though. I mean, we, we keep kind of talking around this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But, but, but what's the formula? Yeah. When do we know? Like, like when? Like. Is it three weeks booked out? Is it is it six months booked yeah. out? Is mm-hmm. it you know when? when yeah. Yeah. When is it? Yeah. Is it, I mean, yeah. it's funny because we all fall into this. All of us. Yeah. All of us. You know, what anybody I mean? that has a clientele, doctor, lawyer, yep. podcaster, right. everybody. <laughs> so, so now that we're all feeling we it, we all recognize it. Yeah. 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 What's the formula? Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, if you're so, there's two types of of hairstylists, right? There's brand new on the floor, and like I'm just growing through it, and then there's the veteran stylist who like has been feeling this for a long time. A a just growing through it may start to recognize that they're booked at max, maximum capacity, you know, 65 to 80 percent of the time, and they started out at a low enough price that a that to have an adjustment of 10%, let's say, uh, nominally as they see themselves booked for 80% of the time over a period of, let's say, three to six months, Mm -hmm. depending on your comfort level Mm -hmm. of doing that. Some people need to live inside of winning a goal of 80% booked for six months to feel like they've earned the right. Other people feel like they've earned the right faster. Mm -hmm. At those lower to mid-price tiers, then you can do those every three to six months over time and not lose too many clients, right? So that's one thing. One aspect for a new person is I don't want to scare my guests away, okay? So that's 80% booked, right, for a period of time. I need to raise my price, adjust my prices as I go, or else I get stuck for too long, I build 150 people coming in, and now to raise a price is really scary. So that's right. one thing, right? The second person... Can I slow yeah. you down real quick? Yeah. Um, is there a formula that says that if I raise my, if I raise my, um, my uh, prices by 10%, right. like that I'm going to have... <laughs> I'm trying, trying to think of a word I don't yeah, use. Yeah, like what's but, the percentage of clients you're going to lose? Right, right. and, the, and yep. then and then attrition. and then what attrition? Thank you. Yeah, and then what's the um, what's the math behind that? Right. 
So does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. yeah so absolutely. there's a statistic, and unless you want to speak on this, no, John. Good. So okay. Far. So there's a statistic that's been around, like in the salon industry, for you know all of these uh, brands run statistics constantly to judge this stuff. Mm-hmm. The general statistic is, if you raise your if you raise your price, like adjust your price under 10%, it wasn't worth your time mm-hmm. because you're not going to lose any clients. It was uncomfortable. You had to have the conversation anyway with 150 people. So have it and make it worth it, right? right? At around 10%. That's really great advice, you, you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Like if you're going to, I mean, don't bump it a dollar. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's yeah. silly. You just, you just made it uncomfortable for six weeks for no reason. For a dollar. That's right. $150 over six weeks. <laughs> right, right, exactly. right, right. right. Yes. So if, if, it, if it is in fact time, you've, you're, you've earned the right, mm-hmm. raise it at least 10%, and you'll probably ventilate about 10% of those clients. Right. right? Now, that's a statistic. It's been out there for a while. Right. It's, I'm not giving you anything new. Right. Right. The second side of this is that really seasoned vet. So I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine who was super booked, like $16,000 a month stylist behind the chair in Cleveland. She hated half of her clients. <laughs> and she, you know, she wanted to ventilate her client. Like it was time to get new people. They remembered her when she was 18. Mm-hmm. She's now 28. She's worked into a completely new demographic. But she's being held hostage by her clientele. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation. My suggestion to Vera was go 20%. You're going to ventilate 20% of your clientele, right? You're going to keep 80% of them because they knew you were underpriced anyway, right? right. right? They've yep. seen you grow. They know the education you've done. They've, you know, you're now this amazing balayage artist. So raise it 20%. Let's ventilate 20% of your clientele. That way this new, ref- this new referral generation that you start to have via Instagram, via mm-hmm. word of mouth still works. I mean, we're, you know, we're, right. we, we're kind of laughing at it a little bit here this weekend, but the fact of the matter is we know it still works, right? Sure. Yep. So like, I mean, that's how we're having this podcast. <laughs> right. You know, right. we're exactly. built, we, we, we shook hands and we, and mm-hmm. we decided to do it. And so, you know, 10% minimum, you're going to ventilate under 10% of your clientele. It's safe. Mm-hmm. If you're super busy and you're just way overdue for this, bite the bullet. Go mm-hmm. 20% because you're going to feel uncomfortable doing it anyway. Right. And now you're making the same amount of income on 20% less guests. And everybody new that sits in your chair never knew your old price. Right. That's right. Yep. That's right. And you know what's good about that 20% too? Now that you have that 20% opening, mm-hmm. now like you're almost forced to upsell. You yeah. can do they other shit. Well, I, I think exactly. the 80% that's staying, they're going to be happy because right. it's easier to get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not only yeah. that, now you get to play and do other things that you couldn't do before. You know, if you wanted to play with extensions, you yeah, couldn't do absolutely. them. Absolutely. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Extensions or Instagram. Like, you know, a lot of these people are veteran stylists. We had a conversation with a veteran stylist the other day. She told me she's completely blindsided by this Instagram game. Mm-hmm. Now she's booked. She's busy. But she's so busy, she doesn't even have time to grow this. And right. we all know, in five years, if you're not in this game, clients aren't going to be finding you. Right. Wow. Right. Yep. That's crazy talk. So, what's the name of the book again? Book's called Shop Talk. Where can we find it? Currently, you can buy it at chrissolomay.com. That's my name. C-H-R-I-S-S-U-L-I-M-A-Y. Yeah, S-U-L-I-M-A-Y.com. 
And um, we're going to be touring next year, actually. Right. Uh, cool. Starting in January. Yep, starting oh, awesome. in January. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. And uh, rolling out and helping salons, you know, measure all their metrics and help coach their stylists That's to the cool. next well, level. Um, for Tony and I, if you guys are in the D.C. area, definitely hit us up. And, um, Thank you. We'll, yep. uh, we'll go have lunch and maybe uh, maybe bring a microphone with us. Yeah. And awesome. we'll see what else we can talk about. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna, yeah, I'm definitely going to get the book. And uh, there's going to be a lot of things in there probably I would uh, want to ask you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, please. You know. That's pretty cool, man. Um, cool. Do you guys have any parting? Well, actually, Chris, where can they find you like Instagram? We talked yep. about Instagram. Yeah, so it's, it's at Chris Solome. And then we're also starting a consulting group that will be touring next year. And that's called 124.go on Instagram. It's 124.go yep. awesome. on Instagram. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, Mr. Chris and Mr. John. Yeah, man, we appreciate you yeah, having us sit down. Thank you guys very much. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. Peace and hair grease.